everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another Whiskey Short. Joining me as always is Scott. Hey, everybody. And tonight we got a couple of special expressions, a little hangover from our Irish episode Mm -hmm. coming your way. Scott, what are we doing? Well, two weeks ago we did the Irish Fest 2020 and we have a couple more Irish whiskeys to try. Kilbegan single pot still that uh, actually Gabe and Siobhan gave us for our three-year podcast anniversary. So thanks to them. And one from uh, one of the guests that we have tonight, uh, the Yellow Spot. Whiskey short. I've only had it like maybe one time. So it's like, yeah, I've had yellow spot a lot. This is going to be exciting. I know. Uh, Jeff is here. Hello. And also joining us, Sue the Whiskey Pixie. Hello. I've never had Sue at all. So it's even more interesting for, I mean, I've had her as a guest, of course. I mean, not not in the biblical sense. I think it's important to establish that. (laughs) You know her. I know her. You just haven't known her. Right. I do think it's important to establish that. (laughs) Never never in a biblical sense. Nor Jeff. I mean, once again, nor have I ever had Jeff in a biblical sense. Or me. Right. Even though though it's always assumed for some reason. It's always assumed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do a podcast together, so of course they're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) You can't spend seven hours a week with someone without them talking. (laughs) Uh, Oh, shit. Okay, so we're going to do the kill begging first after much... uh, gnashing of teeth earlier uh, for us to decide mm-hmm. jeff was outvoted sorry jeff but your expression comes last so we'll compare the two the yellow spot's a weird name you think dogs don't pee on the rug in ireland i mean <laughs> i mean like the yellow spot's just a problem in my house growing up you know it's like who's gonna deal with the yellow spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> a red, red spot for the ladies of the whole other thing like why did i wear white this month go ahead oh my god oh that was unnecessary <laughs> So, oh, blimey. <laughs> blimey. The dog's pished. It's not pissed. It's pished. Pished. pished on, on the carpet again. Oh. Buggery. <laughs> oh, you- <laughs> what has happened? We are already off the rails. We haven't had a drop of alcohol yet. No, dead sober. Okay, dead sober. And uh, I have a few paragraphs on the Kilbegan distillery. And uh, then we'll get to taste that one first. So here we go. In 1757, Matthew McManus founded a distillery in the town of Kilbegan, County Westmeath, Ireland, which operated on a small scale for nearly a century until 1843 when the distillery was taken over by a man named John Locke, under whose stewardship a commercial distillery flourished. Records show that Locke treated his employees particularly well for the time, offering cottages at low rents and providing all staff a wagon load of coal each winter as part of their compensation. And a roll of medieval uh, toilet paper. I think they have that as well. Yeah, it just sticks and leaves, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, stick with a sponge on it. Go ahead. <laughs> this dedication to his workers and the town would be returned to Locke on two separate occasions. The first incident was in 1866 when an accident rendered the distillery's boiler inoperable, oh. bringing operations to a halt. Unable to afford a replacement, the distillery's future was in doubt, but the people of Kilbegan chipped in to purchase a new boiler. No one is more famous for being desperate alcoholics in the town of Kilbegan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we can't have that go out of business. GoFundMe account. <laughs> right, right. The original GoFundMe, right, Sue? Very good. <laughs> I might have to talk to my wife. <laughs> The second incident was in 1878 when a fire, of course, nearly fire. destroyed. Fire. When a fire nearly destroyed the distillery and consumed hundreds of gallons of whiskey. But once again, the townsfolk came to the rescue quite literally by helping roll thousands of casks of aging spirit out of the warehouse and down the street to safety. <laughs> it's running to a burning warehouse. You know how heavy those are, too? It's not like you just grab and run out with them. Like rolling is exactly right. You're just rolling smoke. Some people are falling, dying. You're just rolling right over them. It's like, let's prioritize. Get the whiskey out. Yeah, I mean, even for the Irish, it seems like a commitment. <laughs> yeah. 
like a hell of a commitment. And we're not going to just blow past the fact that it's another distillery fire. Like it's a right. guarantee. Like I feel like when Guaranteed. you open it, like nobody will give you fire insurance. Like there's no <laughs> right. way they should ever give fire insurance to a distillery. Right. Exactly. Um, Unfortunately, Kilbegan entered a period of decline in the 1900s, as did all Irish distilleries at the time. Why? Due to, why? I can't. What happened? Uh, due to a multitude of factors that we discussed in both episode six and 52, uh, U.S. prohibition, the column still, competition from Scotch, among many, many others. As a result, Kilbegan ceased production between 1924 and 1931, which decimated the company's finances. <laughs> it was right in the middle of prohibition. Exactly. Like they held out as long as they could, and then it just crushed them. Yeah. And, and then, all right, we'll open back up again now that people will drink our stuff. Yeah. So they did open up after 1931, but by 1947, the locks were in such dire financial straits that they decided to sell the ownership of their children, right? No. <laughs> decided to sell their children. <laughs> Save oh. the no, no, no. Oh. Sell the children. Oh. They decided to sell ownership portions oh. to investors. Oh, that's that's right. That's what it was. However, owing to a crazy scandal involving a shady Swiss businessman, an English con man on the run from Scotland Yard, and an Irish political party accused of being involved with both, any interest from other investors evaporated and the distillery plunged further into debt. Finally, when the Irish government introduced a 28% hike on the excise duties on spirits in 1952, Kilbegan had to close its doors after 200 years of distilling. Mm. But in 1982, after being bought and sold a few times, the newly opened Cooley Distillery would end up with the property, eventually relaunching whiskeys under the Kilbegan name, which kept the brand alive until 2007, when distillation officially recommenced at Kilbegan, neatly coinciding with the 250th anniversary of their founding. Wow. And that's what we have here today. Right. Which is a single pot still Irish whiskey. Interesting. It says here 2.5% oats mashed. Did you yes. See what is that, Scott? So on the Irish episode, I said that a single pot still was a mix of malted and unmalted barley. Right. Apparently, you can legally also have up to 5% of additional grains. And in this one, there's 2.5% oat. Interesting. Proof is uh, 86. There's no age statement, but it's eight to nine years, apparently. And the owner right now is Bean Centauri. Wow. Whiskey Advocate score was 93 points, and it came in eighth in their top 20 of 2020. For Whiskey Advocate. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a smell. We have, we yes. have these in our neat glasses with our little caps on them. We're going to take off the cap, give oh. it a little swirl. It's a nice scent. Like red apples. Yeah. It's definitely got a little of an apple flavor. I haven't figured out which one yet. Yeah. Got a little little banana. Banana. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, I can say some banana, like not, maybe not like a, an unripe banana, almost like a green banana. No, banana-ish. Banana-ish. Mm. Banana ish. Banana ish. Banana. Yeah, like <laughs> real banana, not like the fake BB bat banana. <laughs> if, if, oh. if you remember those. God, things. those candies were terrible. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> fucking BB bat candies. Hard as I'm getting too. like a scotch notes <clears throat> on this, like yeah, the, uh, definitely there's barley, so mm-hmm. that, that's going to tend towards scotch, and also there's a bit of grassiness, mm-hmm. I think. Mm. I got it. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's let's take a little taste if we're good. Yeah, sure. Wow. Mm. Ooh. Barley spice. Yeah, this is not overly sweet like the writer's tear. It's not. Or even the powers. Three mm-hmm. swallow. No, this is more <coughs> along the lines of the the slain or even the dingle. Not as powerful as the dingle, though. Right. Nothing's as, as powerful as, as the dingle. As your dingle. Mm, thank you. So you never had any of the dingle. Maybe you'll have to try the dingle later. It's, it's hanging I out. I like it's to hanging, taste those it's, notes. It's hanging yes. right there. I mean, I get more red apple. Uh, baking spices. Baking spices. Yeah. Cinnamon. Mm. Sue, how are you liking this? 
I like it. Yeah? Yeah, you guys get very much more specific than I do uh, yeah. with the notes, but um, I was just tasting the sweet. Yeah. Right, it's sweet. It's just really sweet. But it's not as sweet as it smells. Isn't that true? On no, the taste. it's not. The right. spice hits me first. Yeah. So then maybe it's like a spicy vanilla? Spice, you know. Okay. Caramel? I still get that strong banana. I can't get that out. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's way more complex than I expected. It's, Me too. It, it, it's more alcohol forward than you expect for 86 proof. I'm actually really impressed with this, the complexity of it. Do we know what this costs? Uh, I, I know it was a gift. Yeah. The prices I saw were like 45 to 50. It seems more like a second year anniversary gift than a third. She. <laughs> 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 what a dick. I know. <laughs> what a dick. Like Siobhan just kicked her speaker like you'll get nothing. You're four. He <laughs> <laughs> because he can't help himself, Scott. It's true. He just can't shut up with it. He has to say stuff. Well, I'll buy you something. We'll buy you something and he'll get nothing. Right. I'll <laughs> share it with you. <laughs> now you just ensured you're not getting it. <laughs> You have to edit. Damn it. it. You have to, as if we have no ability to edit. Right, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. We're doing it live. Do it live. <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> What's interesting about the Kilbegan whiskeys, all of them, they only distill them twice, where Irish mm, whiskey mm. is usually distilled three times. They say to preserve more of its rich flavors. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of rich flavors. I really like this. I want to drop some water into it. Yeah. I understand, though, when you put water in, it's going to really, really affect the aroma because it stops the evaporation process for a little bit. Right. But I believe it can open up some tasting notes. Right. So I think the best thing to do is after you drop it in, put the yeah. top back on and swirl it around so yeah. you can restart the uh, evaporation. And then you right. can take it off and, and uh, smell and taste anything. it. Anything. Tops come on and off around here all the time. There's no pressure. <laughs> Can I take the top off now? Yeah, you can take it off. Yes, yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> After I swirled around a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> swirl around. Shake it a little bit. Shake that moneymaker. <clears throat> Sorry, Steve. I think the apple got more intense. It got sweeter, definitely. Yeah, now yeah. it's basically calmed everything down. And sure. And it was more sweet forward now. Yeah, it's a little creamier now. I'm not now. getting the spicy, obviously. Yeah, you know. right. It does tame down some really of the spicy notes. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little creamier now. Definitely. Well, I swirled it. Yeah. To get, um, <laughs> right. Are you still getting the banana? Because I think the banana got lost. <laughs> let's play let's play find the banana oh on the whiskey God. tangent podcast i can't believe i just walked right into it or backed into it ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh tasting notes on the nose crisp aromas of apple yeah pear and melon followed by jasmine and hazelnut notes and an almost honeycomb like sweetness mm. okay yeah. all right i guess the the jasmine was sort of a grassiness that i was i mean maybe right uh the on the palate spice Summer fruits, citrus, with a mid palate of fresh mint leaf, mm. leading into a rich, creamy mouthfeel. A mint. Yeah. Do you guys when get you a said mint? mint? No, not at all. Like a fresh herbal mint, though, not like a candy mint. Candy mint. You are a mint. <laughs> you are a mint. <laughs> wait, wait for the crickets. Wait for the crickets to pass. <laughs> yeah, um, on the finish, soft, mellow, creamy, and smooth with lingering spice and a slight oat dryness. Nice. Yes. It is a little drying on the finish. If this is really only $50, it's a great whiskey. Yeah, I could see yeah. the mints. Take another sip. Just leave it in your mouth okay. and just roll it around on your tongue. Mm. But did you get that before you added the water? No, I got it after. Right? Getting it now. Yeah. It does make it much more herbaceous when you do that, when you're leaving it on your tongue like that. Hmm. It's, really it's a lot spicier too. I yeah. don't necessarily taste mint, but there is an extra. There's something that somebody grassy would call mint, clover kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, the spicy is definitely there, but the burn goes away. 
Yeah. All right. So, um, verdict. You guys like it? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very much. Absolutely. Thank you to Gabe and Siobhan for the gift. Uh, so the second whiskey that we have, courtesy of Jeff, the yellow spot on episode 22, we did the green spot, talked about all the spot whiskeys and what they mean. So if you are interested, please go back and listen to that. Basically, the different spots are different ages. Yeah. The yellow spot is 12 years. Age in three different casks. So those- Bourbon, sherry, and Malaga. Correct. Malaga is a, is that a brandy? It's kind of a wine. Triple distilled, a 92 proof, which is is hot for a Irish whiskey and probably validates the price a little bit more for me. Yeah, Jeff, uh, how much did you pay for this? It's pretty expensive. It was right around 100 somewhere. Yeah, 100. I've seen 110 online. Ed and I actually tasted this at a tasting at the lounge. We had the green spot, yellow spot, red spot. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember liking the yellow spot as much as the other two. I remember really liking the red spot. And of course, we always liked the green spot. The yellow spot, in comparison to the two of them, kind of fell short. But here, maybe by itself, it might shine through. Well, the green spot is so sweet. It is. You know, it is such a true statement, Scott, that when you try stuff together, it definitely affects how it tastes. Yeah. I'm interested in smelling this and see what it has. It definitely smells way different than the green spot. I remember that. Yeah, the green spot had a very distinct note of green apple. Oh, the crazy green apple. Yeah. I mean, I get like apple skins. Would you stop saying apple because that's all I smell now? <laughs> apple, 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 apple. Or time to take a sniff, somebody says apple. Apple, 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 apple. It, it's got a grassy notes like the last one did, but um, more, I think, like a hay. Hay. Let's taste it. Ooh. What's sweet honey. Yeah. yeah it sweet tastes, and alcohol. Yeah, it tastes hotter than mm. I'd expect a 92. I don't know why Irish whiskeys always taste hotter than they are. That's how they get away with 80 for so long, because 80 tastes like 85, 85 tastes like 90, 92 yeah. tastes like 100. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Definitely it's, honey. I, I got to try it again. The first sip was a little bit disappointing in the sense that it wasn't nearly as complex as I thought it would be for a 12-year age whiskey in three different casts. Mm. I, I tasted, like you said, sweet honey and then alcohol. Uh, I'm going to drop some water in it. It's sort mm. of drying finish like the other one was too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's much nicer oh, with water, some water. Water makes such a difference on this. And this is yeah. settled down that alcohol and let a whole lot more flavor. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a sugar cookie now. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like did you get that? Yeah, I'm even getting almost something that might be like milk chocolate, like an earthy sweetness. It, it's not brown sugar or marshmallows or anything like that. Let me try it again. I'm getting milk chocolate on the nose now. Mm. No, Scott. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, honestly, like with it's crazy how water has changed this. It's one of the most drastic changes I've ever had of a whiskey. It really is. Honestly, if you're drinking Yellow Spot and you don't drop five drops of water in there, you're cheating yourself out of a completely different experience. Yeah, because I was going to say that I didn't really like it before I put a little bit of water in it. I got a lot more complexity now with the water. It's weird. It was like two dimensional to me. And then, Jeff, you'd actually put water in it. It's different, right? It's weird. Definitely. I I love this. I feel like grabbing it and taking it into the house, crawling into the corner. And just <laughs> making sweet love to it. Wow. <laughs> All right. So All there right. we go. I think that's the end of this one. I, I, I certainly can't top that tasting note. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Sue, Irish whiskeys really aren't something that you've had a lot of, right? No. So, uh, your experience here having two of them, what do you yeah. think of these two in particular and maybe Irish whiskey in general? Very much spicy, mm-hmm. heat, you know, which usually I don't prefer. I don't think I liked either one very much without adding the water. But 
then once I added the water, I really liked them both. So, I have to agree. I think they yeah. both benefited yeah. from water. And we had a couple on the Irish episode that did not benefit from water. Hmm. Right. I say three out of the five did not. Yeah. But these two absolutely do, especially the yellow spot. And I mean, that's something that I'll remember. If I'm ever lucky enough to drink this in the wild again, just throw a couple yeah. drops on it. Yeah. I feel like maybe, Ed, when we were tasting it at the lounge yes. with the others, we maybe didn't drop any water into it. We didn't. Because we think Irish whiskey, we don't have to. But even though it's 92. Yeah. And, and I think maybe uh, we we need to rethink that because I typically yeah. don't drop water into whiskey right. when I'm drinking it. But this is regular water. It, it's not it, it's, distilled. It is distilled it's, water. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's distilled and filtered and then distilled again. It's triple distilled. <laughs> we, we put it. It's stored in a virgin oak cast of water and then Deer Park plastic. And then it sat in the quarter with uh, Scott for a little while. <laughs> right, and I would made sweet love to it. <laughs> Oh, wait, that was Jeff. Sorry. That's my line. Right, sorry. Cha-ching. Yeah. Royalty. A dollar to Jeff. <laughs> I got my wooders confused. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So we have a lot to do tonight. So We do. So um, which one do you guys like better? Yellow spot. Yellow spot for, yeah. for Sue. Yeah. Yellow spot. I think the Gilbagan for me. Judas. <laughs> it's so close, though. I mean, it is close. I'm going to taste Can I have them both? I want them both. You can have them both. Yeah, you know, it I, close. I think yeah. I like the Kilbegan a little bit better also. It just had more of a burst of flavor on it. Uh, yeah. But the yellow spot is much redeemed in my mind now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we figured out how to drink it to get the maximum benefit from it. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's the knight who says neat because he likes his stuff high proof. I mean, that's fine. He's not pig-headed about it. But the point is, like, it's okay to have a preference. But I think a lot of young guys are like, ah, what is it? A hundred <laughs> grain alcohol of grain right to the head. Like, without ever realizing that, it doesn't make you less of a man to play with your whiskey a little bit. I think it does. And see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm far less of whiskey man than Jeff. Jeff's like the lumberjack of whiskey man. Like he just cuts wow. down at redwood and then sits on the stump and drinks his whiskey right out of the bottle. It's pure, unadulterated testosterone. He cuts down a redwood, makes a cask out of it, stores the whiskey. Twelve years later, drinks it straight out of the barrel at cask strength <laughs> while flexing. While flexing, yeah. <laughs> well, actually holds a cask on his shoulder and just pours it into his mouth. <laughs> Going into the river and catching beavers with my bare hands. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh, beavers. Catching beavers with your bare hands. Okay. Wow. And we'll end on that. Yeah. So, Ed, <laughs> on that note, take us out. Nice yeah. beaver. <laughs> in, between, in between catching beavers with your bare hands. Mm. If you get a chance to try the Kilbegan, which is not nearly as popular as the Yellow Spot, go give it a try. Much cheaper, though. One of the oldest licensed distillery in Ireland yep. originally. And then, of course, the Yellow Spot's everywhere. It's not the cheapest, but we've kind of coached you on how to drink it to get the best of that experience. Yes. You find out what works best for you. And so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Oh, and I'm Jeff. And I'm Sue. And so remember, any day is St. Paddy's Day when you want it to be. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Later. Later.